I'd like to offer you a prayer once given by Henry Nelson Wyman to the Unitarian Fellowship of Carbondale, Illinois. Wyman was probably the most famous philosopher of religion associated with Unitarian Universalism, and he lived from 1884 until 1975. And all of us in seminary, all of us in seminary really resented him because he was very difficult to read. However, what he said was worth it and very important. We come as a group and as a fellowship, as friends and associates meeting at this faithful, faithful hour in human history when people must learn to live under the threat of dangers never known by people before and amid conditions which open the way to a greatness never before possible to human attainment. We come seeking that way of life to which people must go to be saved from destruction and degradation, that way of life wherein we can be transformed into a towering good to be created out of what we are when we give ourselves to this creative power. Every two years, the Unitarian Universalist Association's Commission on Appraisal, which is made up of ministers and lay leaders, conducts research among our congregations and ministers and seminarians, just like the one that we recently participated in here uh, on behalf of the possibility of revising the Unitarian Universalist principles and purposes. All that stuff that you all contributed Um, will get read and written up and added to data from other congregations. Several years ago, the Commission on Appraisal conducted a research study about the meaning of membership. So I went back and reread the report, which was entitled, Belonging, the Meaning of Membership. I would like to let you all know that I have extracted liberally specifically from that report, and I have both paraphrased and quoted from it freely in my talk with you this morning. And if any of you would like to read the report, it is online. You can go to the UUA website and just search for belonging, and you can pull it up and read the whole thing. It's 134 pages, but we're not going to discuss all 134 pages this morning. But it's worth reading. It's wonderful. And it was put together by people just like you and me. So I, 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 I was very grateful for it as a resource. Generally, when we think about belonging, we think about acceptability and acceptance by others, including and being included, or the pain of rejection and exclusion. Some years ago, I gave a workshop for the staff of the Austin Women's Center And that group of women was helping women begin careers and also return to the workplace. And the workshop was on ways to deal with rejection. Turned out that lots of people were experiencing rejection in the workplace, socially, and romantically. We decided to offer the workshop to the general public and even presented it at my church, the First Unitarian Church of Austin. The topic meant something to me. I had grown up as a tubby teenager, 
often feeling left out, not chosen by people. I got invited to the Friday night slumber party, but not the one that I wanted to be invited to. You know, I, it's awful to be a teenager. At least it was for me. And my phone didn't exactly ring off the wall for dates and people dying to take me out. It was somewhat comforting to learn that I was not the only one. Turned down for a job you wanted, sat home on a big Saturday night. Anybody here ever had an experience like that? We need to belong. We need to be part of. For many of us, being part of a religious community like this congregation is a significant aspect of life itself. The Reverend John Behrens, he was president of the Unitarian Universalist Association from 1993 to 2001, feels that religious communities are central to the quest for a meaningful life. He says, to be human is to be religious. To be religious is to make connections. To lead a meaningful life among the many competing forces of the 21st century, each of us, Each of us needs support in making meaningful reconnections to the best in our global heritage, to the best in others, and the best in ourselves. In early Christian history, the church that Paul urged the Corinthians toward was one in which individual persons became part of something greater. It was not a group that one would join simply in order to find oneself. Bernard Jones described the early church in this way. It's clear that the church was not an organization that an individual went along to join as he might make an application to join a golf club. Rather, it was an ecclesia, a group of people called. A calling implies the expectations of a serious and transforming relationship. Now, the Unitarian Universalists who contributed to the Commission on Appraisal Report on Belonging indicated that people called in membership take that membership seriously. A church living a faith built on equality, unity, and mutuality will appeal to those who are looking for a place to share their gifts and talents, who are looking for a place to grow beyond their own particular perspectives, It's also a church that will appeal to people who are looking for a way to live out their faith in the larger community. It's a church that celebrates a whole that is much more than the sum of its parts. It's a congregation that welcomes and encourages all comers to be part of an organic body that stretches well beyond the vision and intent of any one individual leader. It's a church community where I can take care of myself is replaced by we can and will take care of each other. We can and will take care of each other. Membership brings us into covenant with other people who may be diverse in personal experiences and needs. But one thing that we all seek is wholeness. Wholeness as individual human beings and wholeness as a community. The experience of membership offers us the opportunity to become more whole, more committed to each other, 
more grounded, more profoundly human, and more aware of the gift of community. Not only that, membership provides us an opportunity to be in touch with all that is ultimately worthy, the ultimate worth in life. The experience of membership both affirms inherent personal worth and confers confers a new and expanded sense of worth as members of a local congregation and as a Unitarian Universalist. Becoming a member of the body of Unitarian Universalism is an opportunity to find honor, affirmation, freedom, commitment, and salvation. Now, I don't mean salvation as an entry pass into another world as death, but salvation as the recognition that right here we have an opportunity to be more than we currently are, to become complete, to find health, beauty, and tenderness. What do we agree to when we become members? How are we changed by our experience of membership? How do new members change the congregation, and how does the congregation remain the same? What is it about the church that's consistent, perhaps immutable, in the face of all of this change swirling around? Since membership in the congregation is built on relationships, really a theology of membership will be a relational theology. If membership is an ongoing process, What is it that we are becoming? What is it that we are moving toward as our journeys into membership progress? What do we learn? What do we give? What do we get? What structures are provided to enhance our growth and the growth of the congregation? How do we celebrate? How does the church note and celebrate the moments when identity changes and when milestones are reached? There are obvious celebrations such as child dedications, new member recognition ceremonies like today, weddings, memorial services, installations of officers, affirmations of lay ministries. We use rituals to denote the milestones in our faith journeys in many ways. We light our chalice. We recite the affirmation. We have certain rituals that we do just about every Sunday that kind of are the glue that holds it together and frames what we do here. Reverend Linda Olson Peebles offers a definition of ritual that's important to our understanding of worship. Ritual is an act or event which carries with it memory and association beyond the event itself. Rituals create memories that acquire added significance in our lives. Now, I'm just going to move aside here for a moment and to let you know that we have a ritual in our family which denotes love and affection. And it is that every time I visit my brother, he puts a rubber lizard in my bed. <laughs> or, or puts a cockroach, a rubber cockroach on the dining room table. Now, this is one of the ways I know that Dwight loves me. And, and I take great joy 
and not screaming when I find the lizard in there. And I tiptoe and take it and I put it in his bed. <laughs> you know, these are the ways that we, and these are memories that have been created over years in our wacky family. But they have significance, just like the one where every Christmas morning we blast out joy to the world and wake up the children. You know, it's, you know, I mean, we create memories and they do this, the same thing. So creating memories with rituals, however goofy, um, makes an event far more significant than it would just by itself. So Henry Nelson Wyman, that big philosopher and theologian at the University of Chicago Divinity School, who wrote sentences that were at least four pages long, made an effort to sort out and understand the processes of theological thinking. So he worked at a time before computers enabled us to mathematically formulate certain concepts and constructs. Nevertheless, Wyman contended that theology must be empirical, meaning that Theological thinking begins with the evidence that we gather with our own senses. If I ever get to heaven, I'm going to look this guy up. We can have no spiritual experience, he says. We can have no spiritual experience which does not include sense experience. Because the living organism is always sensing. Hearing, feeling, touching. Every power of cognition... Every power of appreciation, devotion, love, and aspiration requires sense experience in the beginning and in its development. Somewhat like Emerson and the Transcendentalists. In life, all we have is ourselves and each other. The many people who choose our particular path and who chose it before us. According to the report on belonging, for many people, the experience of fellowship, of connection to other people, was the single most important factor in evaluating their meaning of their membership. Fellowship. Interpersonal relationships make going to church a more significant experience. So having a theological framework for human relationships can be useful. Wyman considered himself and became an important theologian in the area of relational theology. He says that religion is man's attempt, man's just, you know, remember today's, man's attempt to realize the highest good. Religion is man's attempt to realize the highest good through coming into harmonious relationships with some reality greater than himself. This reality which commands reverence and loyal service. Now, although Wyman is humanistic in his understanding of human nature and its place in the universe, he is also theistic in that he believed that there is something other than humanity that is worthy of our ultimate commitment. God in process theology, is not understood to be a being, but a process. He says, God is the growth which springs anew when old forms perish. God, then, is the generative source of all constructive values. 
So how, how does that manifest itself in human relationships? Well, first thing is we reflect on our own individual life experiences. We think about that. And we don't do this just in isolation, but we talk to other people. And we share with others some of what we have concluded. And when people talk to each other about their lives, what has happened, what has been important, what has been felt most deeply, they learn to attach meaning to that experience. Simple sharing our life experiences with others contributes to our perspective and enables us to interpret life from a taller stance. The exchange of meanings from the shared experience then leads each person to enrich his own thoughts and feelings with the meanings of others. So that if you and I talk, Dr. Mishra, about our experiences, mine is mine and yours is yours and Therese is hers. But by the time the three of us finish that conversation, we go away and we construct a new meaning for that experience. And I integrate part of what you have said and your perspective and you integrate part of mine. It's a lovely process. So, we process new information about our experiences and we integrate it. Then, after that, he says, we expand our appreciation The shared values that we have are integrated into our way of living. And as a result of what I share and you share, our whole world expands. The range of experience that we can understand becomes larger because of what each of us contributes to one another in that. It's very organic and dynamic. And it's a range and variety of events and a richness, a richness of quality and a reach of ideal possibility which wasn't there before this transformation. Had I not thought about it, talked about it, integrated, I could not really appreciate the new framework and the new perspective that I have. Because of you, and you, and you, and you, and how we have interacted. And this sharing and thinking helps each one of us to become more than any one of us could have been had we been struggling alone. Wyman calls this to create a growing community. If you and I have expanded our appreciable worlds as individuals... And here it begins to get large. Then the relations we have with our respective communities will also prove creatively transforming. Such that they will grow in healthy, non-competitive ways. This is the action step that points the way toward justice, care of others, and the deepening of relational bonds. I have experienced this in my work with the interfaith community here. I have been active with them for many months, and over time we have shared experiences 
I think differently. I know different things. Uh, and what we do is we have come to love one another in some very special ways. And then we all use that to care for the greater community. Now, in order to make our human relationships worthy of our ultimate commitment, it helps to think about those things. And it is essential to be able to identify the very real human-to-human relationships as the basic reality of our experience of belonging to a congregation. The level of holy to bring those human relationships to the level of the holy, that which is of ultimate worth. A tender understanding, generous human relationship with another person and with a group of people is sacred. People don't join churches just because of appealing doctrines and beliefs. People join churches because of how the human-to-human relationships function in that church. If we elevate these relationships, we can enjoy membership as an experience that has deep and enduring values. So belonging is much more than a need to be met. It's much more than needing a date on Saturday night. Belonging in a group or congregation can become a sacred experience. And what makes it sacred right here is the volunteers in the office, our RE teachers, the choir, committees and teams, our covenant groups, the rides we give so that people can attend church services and other activities. Belonging is a sacred process through the ways we speak and respect one another through the ways we share our life experiences and our hopes, our dreams, our disappointments, our failures, and what we continuously learn. Belonging is indeed luxurious. But belonging is not a luxury we inherit. Belonging is both a luxury and a joy of mutual acceptance, mutual caring. Sharing and sharing with. Belonging becomes a luxurious, sensitive process that requires effort, mindfulness, intent to be together in community or in family as a series of interactions, sacred interactions. When we belong, I becomes we. And new spiritual and religious beings are born are transformed as beautiful as butterflies, as collaborative as ants, as caring as family, as energetic as two-year-olds, but with the wisdom of saints. Welcome again to our new members. We belong here. We can and we will take care of each other. Amen.